Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body at DSC. I'm Drew. I'm Chase. And we have with us another guest from our staff, Josiah Bellflower. Josiah, how are you? Oh, doing good. Excited to be here. Josiah is our missions minister and has been on staff for about three and a half years. Yep. He's also our workout partner. Uh, yeah. I spotter. People don't know this, but the three of us hit the gym quite often. Haven't been able to in months. Yeah, that's my excuse. <laughs> Josiah is one of the strongest looking guys I've ever seen. When he lifts weights, he just looks like he's trying really hard. <laughs> Josiah, as our missions minister, you are leading, planning, administrating all of our global and local missions and outreach efforts. And we could spend an entire episode talking about all the work that we do globally but we thought we would focus today on some of the new local outreach initiatives. During the days of COVID-19, we're all rethinking ministry and outreach. So, Josiah, tell us, what is new with Desert Springs Church Outreach, and what are you doing differently these days? Yeah, so there is uh, an acute need for us to get involved with the Navajo Nation and bring food to them. We've partnered with the Navajo Nation for a long time. We have missionaries there, Chuck and Cindy Harper, that we support. Uh, the Blankenships are there also. And uh, the Navajo Nation has been hit really hard by the coronavirus. It's one of the hot spots in the nation. One out of 74 Navajo have COVID-19. So this is a, a nation that's already struggling with poverty historically. And then to add to that, this virus, it's been really devastating. Why has it hit them so acutely? COVID's been particularly bad for the Navajo because they're so far removed from hospitals. Mm. You know, the standard protocol is if you have COVID, from what I understand, if you're not having really bad symptoms, they send you home. But on the res, if you're sent home, there's no, you can't call EMS and have them there in five minutes. I've been told it could take days for someone to, to be able to get you. So it's, a, it's an acute problem there that pastors have divided up the nation, which is about the size of West Virginia. And they each have responsibilities to check in with people, not only at their church, but in their community. And they're doing wellness checks, particularly for single mothers and for the elderly. And some of these pastors have found people who have died in their homes alone. So how's Desert Springs Church been able to come alongside these churches in the Navajo Nation and help these people? We have uh, partnered with the Navajo Nation Christian Response Team, and they have two sites where they receive food and toiletries and cleaning supplies, and then they create care packages, and then they distribute those. Currently, there's a wait list of 600 people that are asking for a care package that haven't got one yet. 600 people that need food, need a care package. Yes. And are not getting it. Yes. And so, we are receiving food every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We uh, are currently loading them up in a cargo van and trucks and once it hits 11 o'clock and everybody's done, maybe a little after that when people are still trickling in, we send those trucks and that van off and they go straight to the res to drop it off. And I got a picture today. We've been doing this for three weeks. And I got a picture today of their, their West Side facility. 
and it was empty. There were the tables. There was no food because they had already distributed it all. They're waiting for more. So is it just Desert Springs, or do we have some other partners helping with the Navajo? So we've actually had churches that have contacted us and asked to get involved. So some are bringing food to us, and then we're distributing it. Uh, Legacy Church brought us masks, hundreds of masks, and we took them down there for them. We've had other churches that we've been able to connect with one of the leaders down there, and then they've been able to bring food themselves and trucks themselves. Hope Church in Rio Rancho is bringing trucks and trailers of food. Refuge Church has got involved. Our sister church, the church we planted, Christ Church, has flown Cessnas full of food. Airplanes? Res- yeah. Really? Res. Who has an airplane? <laughs> I don't know. That's I awesome. Feel like- Good for a Christchurch. Yeah. So they, they, they're really involved. So this it's has really brought a lot of churches together yeah. in, in, in unity, cooperation, churches that we've had a good relationship with, but just another opportunity for us to, to serve together. That's really cool. Yeah. And it all started with word of mouth of people just being so excited and talking to their friends and then churches wanting to, to get involved. And now I've taken that and I've, I've started cold calling churches that we partner with and seeing how they can help us because I'd really love to see us get four trailers and four trucks full of food to them this week so that we can meet that need, that backlog of 600 people. I've been told that's about what it's going to take to be yeah, able to so feed this, all those people. So this Tuesday, 9 to 11, people right. can come to the church and drop off food. And any kinds of food, what kinds of food are you looking for? Yeah, that's a good question. We need canned meat or fish, cans of soup, fruits and vegetables uh, in canned form. Uh, peanut butter, pasta, brown rice, and beans are really important. So if you can find a store that will let you buy bulk or many packages of brown rice and beans, that would be amazing. Cereal, and even non-food items like toiletries and cleaning supplies. Awesome. And how long do you anticipate this need continuing and doing this food drop-off? So we've said that we'll do it till the end of the month, but that could be extended, you know, God willing, this ends sooner and we can change how we're serving them. But for now, we're going to do it to the end of the month and then we'll reassess towards the end of the month. That's great. So we're not only uh, partnering with the Navajo Reservation, but there's some new partnerships and outreach opportunities that have arisen in our own neighborhood. Yeah, so we've partnered with Los Ranchos Elementary uh, for a couple of years and we've kind of stepped into that partnership and made an official partnership beginning in August. And that's been really sweet to see that develop. You know, we started off and I tried to say all the things about under-promising and over-delivering for the first year, filling our way through it. Somehow, through the grace of God, we've uh, really developed close relationships with them. They have a backpack program where they have 80 backpacks full of food they give out to students who need a nutritional supplement for the weekends or for school breaks. We have started supplementing that by sending them extra, you know, boxes of cereal or other foods so that we can be ensured, uh, assured that the kids have food. Josiah, talk a bit about why, why we as a church want to serve our neighbors in this way. In the book of John, we see that our words and our actions should be closely tied together, that we're told if in chapter 3, if anyone has the world's goods, and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? We have to 
love our neighbor, not only with truth-telling in the gospel, which is preeminent, but we also have to love indeed. Yeah, to to just be loving, not not loving to some other motive or to some other end, just to be loving people, which is to be like Christ and to see any number of needs and take what steps with what power we have, even at sacrifice to ourselves, to meet those needs. Yeah, James. Yeah. It is dead by itself. So, this is how our faith works and works itself out in, in loving our neighbors. I love what Jesus says when, when he talks about uh, in the Sermon on the Mount that God's people are a city on a hill, a light that's put in a room that gives light to everything. And he says, in the same way, let your good works shine before men that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. Amen. So, as there is this connection to these outrageous sacrificial loving deeds that we do individually and as a church organization that testifies, that glorifies and points to our God who has saved us. And so, we hope that uh, that can be coupled with a proclamation of the gospel, that there would be opportunities for us to to tell people why we love this way and to tell people about the God that we have. So, are, are we having some opportunities to share? Yeah, I like what you said about it testifying to uh, our changed nature, right? It, it, it shows that we have an authentic faith, which I think if there's going to be a criticism leveled against us, it would be that we're inauthentic, that, that our faith is shallow. And so, when we sacrifice for our, our neighbor, when we're like the one that Jesus talks about who has two tunics, so he gives one to the one who has none, we're showing that we're, our lives have been transformed, that this world is not our own, that we're not seeking the earth, earthly goods, but we're seeking a new kingdom. And so, yeah, we, you know, today I got a report, a phone call, where not one, but two ladies want to come join a DSC Bible study because of our work with our local school and because we are being those people that are giving our tunics to those who have none. Josiah, maybe share with us some of the reactions that you've gotten to this ministry to our neighbors in Los Ranchos. The first great reaction would be from our own people that have got so excited about this opportunity to be neighborly, to love their neighbors at Los Ranchos. Even before we were getting food for the Navajo, we were accepting food for Los Ranchos, and people were just overwhelming us with, with their generosity. There have been lines of cars in the morning on Tuesdays to drop off food. There's been so much excitement. We have been able to pair each family that calls in and says, we need support. We have, I have a phone number, a Google phone, where families at Los Ranchos can call me. The principal has been giving my number out and they've been calling me, and then we pair those families up with the DSC family. And so, we're able to do this relationally. It's not just we're dropping off food and we never see them again. No, they're building a relationship, a neighborly relationship. I've been deeply encouraged by just how excited our members are. This has met a need within our church to be able to serve our neighbors. So, that's been really great. And then the community has just been blown away. And I've had so many people that have said, you know, that they wanted to visit our church whenever this was all done. 
one week we had too much milk delivered and it was just sitting in the fridge and I had already called everybody and I thought, what am I going to do with this? And so I just went to a, a trailer park I knew was high needs and I just went door to door. I handed out tracks. I put the milk down, walked, knocked and got six feet away so I could say, hey, I'm from Desert Springs Church and you know we're here if you need us. And people were blown away. Uh, they were encouraged and they were excited. And yeah, I've had a couple people that were uh, saying they wanted to visit our church when this is all done. That's really great. Oh, Josiah, that is so encouraging to hear that. And I'm so grateful for you and your leadership and this endeavor that God's got you in our church to run point on, because this is a lot of work and we know that it's a lot of work. So uh, we're so grateful. I'm so grateful for everybody in our church that has stepped up. So as we're praying for these initiatives, for other things that are going on, what, how would you just direct us as a church to be praying for our outreach as it regards these efforts? Yeah, so pray for the pastors on the Navajo Reservation. You know, we always want to partner with other churches when we go to a, a foreign culture, and we want them to be able to serve their people well, and so we support them as they do this. And the food we're bringing is going to pastor who is distributing it to their communities, not just their church, but their, their community. So pray for them. Pray for gospel opportunities. Pray that, that they would be able to encourage those who are downcast. Uh, pray that God would keep them safe from COVID and that the, He would be merciful and stop the spread of this terrible disease. Also pray for their medical workers who are, are serving them and are inundated with people who are sick and some who are dying. And then pray for the teachers at Los Ranchos. They didn't sign up for this. This has been a real curveball for all teachers. Um, and so pray as the school year's ending that they would finish well, that uh, those who can would keep up with the students during the summer, particularly those in, in high need, and that they would be able to serve them and be able to connect us with those who are in need so that we can serve them. The biggest challenge we face with serving Los Ranchos is finding out people who actually have needs because they won't share it. Many of those who have the most need are afraid to actually reach out to us. Pray over the food. You know, I pray before I eat a meal, like many of you, right? And we pray that God would nourish our bodies as we take this in. Pray that God would bless the food and the toiletries and the cleaning supplies that we give out, that it would serve our neighbors, that it would meet their needs, and that God would meet their ultimate need, which is reconciling them to himself. Amen. Amen. And and we'll pray for you, Josiah, and your family and the ministry that you do here. We're, again, like I said, so grateful for you and grateful that you took this time to talk to us and tell our church about what we've got going on. We'll have you back again because we do so much, uh, so much great stuff around the whole world that uh, warrants a lot of time hearing about that. But until that time, on behalf of Drew Hodge and our guest, Josiah Bellflower, I'm Chase Jacobs. You've been listening to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. If you'd like more information about Desert Springs, just go to our website, dscabq.com, and we'll have another episode for you next week. Until then, let's keep spreading God's glory broader and deeper. Christ Church is an airplane. <laughs> he doesn't have to get in the tube with demons. I'm going home. Mouth breather. Wayne. This is the part where we say funny things for the outtakes. Chase already touched my knee. We screw up early and often to the desert spring. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. 